Welcome back, family, uh, to another week of our study through the Bible together. Uh, we are up to the book of Kings. That would be first and second Kings. Once again, the uh, English Bible we use splits that up into two different ones, but it was originally written as one whole book. Uh, like feels like a lot of these lately. We don't know exactly who wrote uh, Kings, Jewish tradition, um, in many ways, says Jeremiah. And credits him as the author of this. Uh, certain rabbinic traditions say Ezra or Ezekiel, um, but uh, we're not really sure exactly who. Um, the writing style and the way it's written does point towards a singular author, and it uh, seems like they based it on some secular sources, as well as the writings of a lot of contemporary prophets during those times, such as Jehu, Nathan, Ahijah, Edo, Shemaiah. Um, we see some things that were probably written by those people and then compiled later by one single author that put it all together. Um, obviously, uh, the dates, <laughs> the events of this book occur between roughly uh, 970, about the time David dies, to 560 or so when the Babylonian exile happens. So like 400 years here. So obviously one person did not uh, witness and write about all these things. Uh, so it was probably someone that, that wrote down eyewitness accounts, and then, then kind of put this all together. Um, most likely written between 560 to 540 during the Babylonian exile um, because it was written to that faithful remnant, the, the Jews that were living in Babylon primarily. Um, it's written to remind them of their history and show them how they ended up here, to, to remind them that this is how this happened. You went from entering the promised land, you know, God brought you out of Egypt, put you in this land, and here's where he went wrong, and here's where things kind of went off the rails, and here's how we ended up where we are, because God had to discipline his people. Um, gives a record and evaluation of the various rulers of both Israel and Judah, because this is where the kingdom divides. Um, and largely, it uses David as kind of measuring stick, that even when somebody does something good, it's like, but not as much as David, or they didn't do, they, when they are not, they, they did not do what David did and follow God. Um, but also points out that even with good kings, um, there are failures, and, and the people need something greater than just these human kings, which means, once again, it's still pointing to the need uh, for Jesus. In the Hebrew Bible, uh, kings is placed with the books of prophets, um, and the emphasis is much more on the attitude and intentions of these various kings rather than simply what they did. It kind of gives you a little bit more of their, their motivation, their heart, not just what they did. Um, Chronicles is a little bit more of a historical record, whereas Kings gives a little bit or that background. Um, so that's why uh, Kings ends up in the books of prophets in the Hebrew Bible and Chronicles ends up with the books of history. So general outline uh, for first and second Kings. Uh, first 11 chapters of first Kings are the United Kingdom. Um, David dies and Solomon becomes king and things are generally pretty good still then. Uh, but then first Kings 12, as soon as Solomon dies, um, things start going bad and the kingdom divides, splits into the northern 10 tribes of Israel and then uh, kingdom of Judah, that southern kingdom, just the two tribes. Um, so from 1 Kings 12 to 2 Kings 17, you have these two two different kingdoms, they're split. And then 2 Kings 18 through 25, uh, Israel is taken away. The Assyrians capture and, and take them away, and so only Judah remains uh, for that last little bit. And eventually they too are taken, taken over and, and taken away by, by the Babylonians. So some key themes uh, throughout the books. Uh, the idea of disobedience and judgment and discipline, um, obedience and blessing, covenant, um, sin and idolatry, um, the idea of exile, and also the idea of faithfulness is still there, uh, still a faithful God. Uh, some of the key verses uh, in First Kings 9, 4 through 9, it talks about following as, as David did, 
God once again saying, hey, this is what I want from you. If you follow me like David did, if you follow me closely, like I've always wanted you to follow me, things will go well. Um, they don't. And, uh, of course, we see in 2 Kings 17, 7 and 8, um, this is why this happens. <laughs> God just lays it out there like, Here, here's what I told you, and you didn't do it. And that's why all of this is happening. That's why Israel is being taken away. That's why eventually Judah will be taken away as well. Um few fun things, interesting things about the book Kings. Uh, the dates of some of the kings are hard to pin down. It keeps going back and forth, and it always, you know, references, you know, this king of Israel became king in such and such year of this king of Judah. Um, and so it gives us an idea of those years, but, <laughs> interestingly, uh, the two kingdoms don't use the same exact calendar. Their years started on different days. And so pinning down exactly how many years and exactly how many days and when some of those things happen. We, we can kind of get them in relation to each other, but not perfectly. So that makes it a little interesting to pin down some of the times on these. Um, another interesting idea, after the exile, after Kings, after all this happens, which as you read this week, you'll see just, just rampant idolatry and Baal and Ashtaroth and all these things that, that people blatantly, op openly worship other gods and they get hauled off into exile. When they come back, we don't ever see that again from the people of Israel. I mean, they, they miss the Messiah. They, not that they get everything perfectly right after this or anything. But you don't see this kind of idol worship from the people of Israel as a whole, the way you do in this book, after the exile. That Basically, it's that, that perfect parent moment where you send your kid to the room and they come out and they actually never do that again. Um, that's what God gets across to them. That, that, guys, literally, I'm going to have to take you from the land. I'm going to have to take it away. And it seems to at least have some effect because we never... Again, see the people of Israel openly worship other gods the way that they do throughout the book of Kings. So, hope you guys enjoy this week. Hope you'll join us and reading through First and Second Kings. So, love you guys. See you soon.